Hi everyone, it's uh, Adam here. Um, we had a bit of an issue with recording in the church this Sunday, so we weren't able to capture um, the sermon live. So uh, I'm going to uh, share with you uh, the message of uh, Sunday's sermon, which was Palm Sunday, um, and the reading was from Matthew 21. It says, As they all approached Jerusalem, they came to Bethphage, it was on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent out two disciples. He said to them, go to the village ahead of you. As soon as you get there, you will find a donkey tied up. Her colt will be with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them. The owner will send them right away. This took place so that what was spoken through the prophet would come true. It says... Say to the city of Zion, see your king comes to you. He is gentle and riding on a donkey. He is riding on a donkey's colt. The disciples went and did what Jesus told them to do. They brought the donkey and the colt. They placed their coats on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their coats on the road. Others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Some of the people went ahead of him and some followed. They all shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up. The people asked, who is this? The crowds answered, this is Jesus. He is the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. So Palm Sunday is the day when we remember, celebrate Jesus's triumphal entry into Jerusalem. And it's also as we come to the end of the period of Lent, a time when things are beginning to come to their climax, when all that we've been waiting for is coming to uh, its climax, its, its finish, the thing that we've been waiting for. Um, and you may have uh, had this experience of waiting uh, by uh, fasting from something this year uh, and you're waiting for Easter to come so you can uh, you can break that fast. So, for instance, I've given up uh, sweet things, uh, chocolate, ice cream, that kind of stuff. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm I, I'm waiting uh, for Easter Sunday when I can tuck into my Easter egg. Uh, and that is a, a kind of that's a a, a a spiritual discipline that we have but it's meant to reflect a, a deeper reality which is uh, reflecting the fact that we have to wait sometimes for God's action in our lives that actually God doesn't just do things on demand he's not like uh, he's not Netflix where you just turn it on and find out what you want to watch whenever you want um, we wait patiently for God's uh, action in our lives and we wait patiently ultimately for our resurrection when uh, this old life will pass away and we will be resurrected to new eternal life uh, something we thought about quite a lot through this Lent period with our series on evil and suffering but that waiting is also reflected in the story the people of Israel had been waiting for a king they had been waiting for God to send somebody, a Messiah, someone who would free them from their oppression, 
at the hands of the Romans. Someone who would bring the kingdom of God, who would bring the kingdom of peace and justice. That the sufferings and the pain and the sorrow that these people had known uh, for for centuries uh, would be brought to an end. They would be brought into a new age, a new time when God's promises to them would be fulfilled. And for the people at the time, Jesus seemed as though he could fit the bill. He seemed as though he might be the one. He was giving, displaying all the signs that he might be God's chosen Messiah. Um, He was teaching with authority. He was teaching as though he knew the will and the mind of God, the heart of God. Um, He also was showing great uh, authority in his signs and wonders. He was healing the sick, showing authority over the wind and the waves. Uh, He was showing authority and power over the spiritual realm as well by driving out demons from people. All the signs were pointing towards this Jesus being the Messiah. And then we get to this moment when he comes to Jerusalem, something that the Messiah must do, come to God's city, the holy city Jerusalem, the city of kings, the city of David, the city of the Messiah. And the crowds, their excitement uh, starts to grow because they believe they're seeing history unfold in front of their eyes. Jesus, the Messiah, is going to come and he is going to uh, free the people from Uh, their oppression he is going to uh, bring this new age of peace of justice of prosperity and so they're excited and they get the palm trees down uh, palm leaves down and they lay their cloaks on the road and they start shouting his name hosanna to the son of david this is a moment of great triumph great excitement but there's one person in this story who is not filled with this sense of anticipation and excitement and that's Jesus himself because Jesus knows the will of his father he knows the mind of God and he knows that he's not going into Jerusalem to be crowned as a king that he'll be crowned instead with a crown of thorns that he won't be lifted up onto a throne He'll be lifted up onto a cross. That the people who are shouting for him today, delighting, rejoicing, wanting him to be king today, will very soon be chanting and shouting for him to be crucified and for a murderer, Barabbas, to be released instead. Yet Jesus, knowing all this, knowingly, enters Jerusalem on the donkey because he knows the will and the mind of God the Father and he knows that it's only through this that he might actually become, truly become the Messiah, the King, the one who will save the world, the one who will bring about the kingdom of peace and justice. But he's going to do it in a way that nobody expects, that nobody really understands. Even Jesus' disciples, who uh, knew Jesus the best, who'd heard him speaking about the fact that he needed 
to come and to suffer and to die in Jerusalem. Even they get caught up in the moment and say, no, actually, maybe this is it. This is the moment. God is going to do great things for us. And God will. But it's only through Jesus's journey, through the pain, the sorrow, the suffering, the rejection of his week in Jerusalem and ultimately his his crucifixion and death that God will fulfill his promises and that's the thing as we approach Easter we we thought a lot in this season of Lent about the idea of waiting of persevering even when times are hard even when uh, we don't feel like God is doing what we want him to do when God may may seem silent or absent but actually God is working for our good and Jesus even though it will cause him great pain great distress great suffering that it will cost him his life knows that the plans and the will of God the Father are good and they will bring about the kingdom of God They will bring about resurrection, not just for the people at the time, but for people throughout time, including you and me. And so it's a lesson to us, I think, to to acknowledge that actually God does things in his own way and in his own time. And God is doing things that we cannot see or understand. But that is not a bad thing. Because actually God is doing more than we can imagine. The people who waved Jesus into Jerusalem that day had an idea of what they wanted Jesus to do. But they had no idea of what the plans were that God had for Jesus. And those plans were more than they could ask for or imagine. And it's the same for us. God can do more for us than we can possibly ask for or imagine. And so as we head into this week, ahead of Easter, where, where wherever you're doing that, however you're going to mark that this week, um, I pray that you do it with an open mind and an open heart to see what God, the God of the unexpected, the God of the surprising, can do for you. Amen.